This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hom Saram to our listeners. Welcome to Saturday News 906. And today we'll be hearing an interview that took place with Professor Sastri of Prasanti. In the year 1979, he joined the Satasai Arts Science and Commerce College at Prasanti as the first staff member and presently working as honorary professor since retirement in the year 2014. Professor Sastri held a number of positions, lecturer, associate professor, reader, professor, joint director and lots of other positions in the campus. He has published various articles on Bhagawan, Sanata Sastri and Sri Vani and he published several articles in the dailies in Telugu and English. He was one of the guest speakers in New Zealand during the uh, national conference that was held in Auckland in October. While in New Zealand, he was interviewed by Venkat Reddy. Please listen to that now. Om Shri Sairam. Sairam. Professor Gangadhar Shastri. Welcome to New Zealand, as we say here, Kyora and Sairam. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is this your first trip to New Zealand? Yes. And how have you been enjoying it so far? Oh, I'm as comfortable as at home. <laughs> I'm more comfortable probably. Swami uh, has uh, called New Zealand New Sailand. I know that. I heard it from Murli. <laughs> when Swami said it is true. Absolutely. <laughs> Sir, um, I'd like to start at the beginning of how you came to know about Bhagavan Sri Satya Sai Baba, the start of that journey that brings you here uh, to be with us today. Actually, that's a very big story, fascinating story, and sometimes shocking also. Because before going to Swami, uh, you can say I was just like a ruffian, with big mush, big hair. Mm and having always a cigarette packet, 20 gold-flicking size cigarette packet, matchbox, going to cinemas every day, moving around on the roads 24 hours in the company of my friends. It was a different kind of uh, style of life. Mm -hmm. In 79, when I was working in Loyola College in a lean vacancy, suddenly one fine morning my father called me and said, your marriage is fixed. I said it was a temporary job and you get my marriage fixed. Uh, how do I manage a married life? My job was going to end by March and my father fixed the marriage in February 79. But in here, see, my father was my God. So I said, uh, whatever you wish. So I agreed and then my father performed a marriage. That was so because, uh, see, he was having a lot of debts. To clear out the debts, you can sell away your son in the market <laughs> in India <laughs> for a good uh, dowry. Yes. So he got plenty of money because my wife comes from a good aristocratic family. I see. Uh, that was another incident where they have got some problem in their family, so the children were not getting married. Mm. So they were ready to bid the highest 
pay and then buy me. It was a marriage made in heaven. Made in, it looks like that. <laughs> so I got married. I used to go there. In February 1979, I got married and my job was ending by March 31st. One month later. One month later. But the college uh, was to pay me April, May, June. Summer holidays, full salary they would pay. So I got married. My father was a very, very rich man and he asked me, what is your bank balance? Mm. I said, maybe some 500 rupees. <laughs> said, 500 rupees? How are you going to take care of my daughter? He said. Then I told my father-in-law, who said that I am going to take care of your daughter? It's God who takes care of things. Because I'm a firm believer in God. From my very childhood, I am uh, deeply into worshipping uh, God. So, my job got over in March. I was relieved. Then I came away to my native place. I was waiting because I have got to get a job. No advertisements at all in the entire summer. No prospects. No prospects at all. Suddenly, in the month of uh, April, there was an advertisement in the newspapers. Sri Satyasai Art Science and Commerce College to be started at Prashantrinam required a lot of staff members for all departments. To be started. To be started. Not even started Not yet. even started. They were recruiting to start. Hmm. Advertisement was given for children to apply for admissions. Without teachers yet. Without teachers yet. <laughs> and so I applied. Hmm. Somebody said, and he started a junior college also. So I applied for a junior lecturer post and a lecturer post also. I can teach civics at intermediate level. I can teach political science at BA level. That's so right. I, I applied. I was waiting. Meanwhile, whenever I went to my father-in-law's place, which is hardly one hour distance from my native place, they were performing bhajans in their house. Sai bhajans? Sai bhajans. Oh. Somebody introduced them to Bhagavan Baba, though they never visited Prashant, they never saw Swami. They were performing bhajans on every Monday. My father-in-law somehow, because he was an erudite reader, he was, somebody gave him a lot of books and Swami, he was reading, reading, reading. He was a highly accomplished liar. He suddenly went into Swami completely by reading books and he would suddenly say, because he was very old, he would say, hey, Swami came, come on, arrange a chair, he wants to sit there. People say, where is Swami? <laughs> uh, you are all hallucinating, they say. No, 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 no. I saw him here. I think we must put a chair for him. They say, no, no, this man conked out. Yeah, he, lost it. <laughs> he, he completely lost the, they were thinking. Having S never seen Swami, he never visiting Prashant in Never saw Swami. And he would say, this advertisement is Swami's making. He wants you to take to Puttaparthi. So you apply. I said, first of all, who is this Swami? <laughs> who is Satyasai Baba? <laughs> what does he do? Where is Prashantrama? I don't know anything. It's completely blank. But he forced me to apply. I simply applied. You don't, you don't lose much by applying. You spend 10 rupees or 15 rupees, that's all. So I applied. Let me see. The process is a very long one. One fine morning, I got a letter asking me to go for interview to be conducted at Bangalore. For this, this institution. Institute to be started at Prashant. Interviews were conducted at Bangalore because summer course was going on. I see. So all the candidates would go to Bangalore and they would have darshan of Bhagavan Baba also. And uh, so I said, okay, I will go. Let me see. 
then i calculated the cost that <laughs> would they be incurred in traveling all the way to bangalore it was too huge an amount so where i where were you at the time sir i was in west godavari district in my native place in andhra pradesh in andhra pradesh and this is in karnataka in bangalore this is in karnataka it's a very long, long journey there lot of money to be spent so i was hesitant to ask my father in law to give me for money to travel i got fixed in my mind i am not facing the interview i am not going because of financial reasons that's all mm. i told my in-laws i am not going my father and said no you are going i said i am not going he said why no no it is a very long journey first of all mm. second reason heavy expenditure third reason you are saying that bhagwan baba is a very big gun in the world so he must already be having lot of candidates fixed mm. it's a private college mm. he would have his own candidates in his college why should he go after somebody from west godavari some corner mm. so i will not get this job at all because the trend is in private colleges generally they select already candidates who are known to them and most of the colleges are established on caste basis i see kamma so, colleges christian colleges brahmin colleges things I like see. that and uh, so it's a formality the interview process would have been a formality that's what you thought that's it it was like that because earlier i faced a number of interviews before getting selected in lalo college mm. i was rejected in a number of colleges lalo college went on merit luckily i got it otherwise i wouldn't have uh, been selected in lalo college also so i was very reluctant to go and i said i'm not going my father said you are going without my knowledge my father in law got my tickets booked train tickets train tickets from tanuku because Uh, Sakar Express goes via Tanuku to Madras, so he got my ticket booked from Tanuku to Madras, mm. and in Madras, my there was one cousin brother-in-law mm. who was related to my father-in-law. My father-in-law got him educated. He was working with MRF, Madras Rubber Factory. He was in a very good position. He told him to book tickets from Madras to Bangalore. Bangalore. So he booked the tickets. Everything was set, and they said, "You are going to go." <clears throat> I said, "I am not going." they said we book a ticket so what i said so what it's not that there is a ticket i'm going to board the train so you made it to bedras and you are still trying to uh, back no, out no no even at tanuku i was oh, not ready that. to go right i i am very sure i'm not going then there was a psychological war a cold yes. war going on between me and my inlaws <laughs> whether he would go or he wouldn't go hmm. i have six brothers in law Uh, very strong guys physically also oh, six yeah. feet fellows yes. <laughs> they said we will send you i said i'll see how you will send me <laughs> so what happened you know just before uh, uh, this war began mm. suddenly there was a cyclone which hit on the coast it's a worst cyclone ever hit on the coast in 1979 it is called divitaluk cyclone divitaluk everything got completely shattered Machipatnam got shattered. Railway tracks got shattered. Roads got shattered. Everything. They suspended trains. They suspended buses and everything. That was celebration time for me. <laughs> Fantastic. Now you need not go. <laughs> I will see how you will send. There are no trains at all. It's impossible to even travel. You can travel. Mm. So you don't. You can't send me. My father-in-law said, "How did this happen? You lose the opportunity of uh, getting a job." I was waiting. and it was hardly 5 6 days uh, before the interview date there was an announcement by air saying the railway tracks are restored 
and the train begins to run from tomorrow onwards between Kakinada and Chennai. Sairam, what bad luck. Uh, what, <laughs> you. what a bad luck it was to me. And I got a call from my in-laws place. We are putting you on the train, so you start immediately come to Tanuku. I said, they are not going to leave me. But at the same time, I have got tremendous respect for my in-laws. In Hindu tradition, you know, as much you love your parents, so much you love in-laws also. They are just like your parents. You can't dishonor them, disrespect them. So I have got great respect. I don't want to hurt the feelings of my father-in-law and mother. So I said, and my wife on the other hand, newly married, no, she says, <laughs> you have to go, you have to get a job. How are we going to live? She's got great self-respect, first of all. Said, we must have our own family. Yes. So there was pressure from all corners all building up. Yes. I said, okay, let me go. With a small briefcase with my certificates, I went to Tanuku. And they said, we are going to put you on the train. I said, I have a small request. Said, what? Tomorrow the train starts to go on the track. Hmm. It was not running for the past 15, 20 days. It will be heavily crowded. People will be there on the top of the bogies also. Yes. There will be no place for me to get into the train. We will sit. And if you push me into the train, maybe you will be sacrificing your brother-in-law, newly wed. Yes. <laughs> so don't push may me. May not survive. <laughs> I may not be there for you. You will yeah. lose me. Yeah. They said, don't tell cock and bull stories. <laughs> we know. We are very big guns. Last we ditch effort to back out. I tried my best to <laughs> avoid. But then they took me to railway station. They said, we got a berth for you, reserve. Don't worry, we are highly influential. I was waiting on the platform. I saw the train approaching. It was a scary scene, I tell you. I got shocked. People were hanging to all the rails also. <laughs> Every bogey. There no place uh, for me to get in at all. I said, what is this happening here? They said, no, 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 don't worry. We will see to it that you board the train somehow or other. This interview is very important to us. You <laughs> must go to Swami. They started bhajans. Maybe, I don't know what Swami was making from behind. So, when the train stopped in the station, through the window of a bogey, they literally pushed me inside. They threw me with my briefcase and said, get lost. Go, now. Your brothers-in-law. My brothers, six of them. All of them came to the street. I said, hey, this is cruel. You can't do this to me. They said, Sai Ram. They said, bye. Go, they said. They pushed you and said, Sai Ram. They just pushed me and said, Sai Ram. The train started. There was no place for me to stand in the bogey. I was standing literally on my toes, cursing them like anything. I said, no, no, I must go back. What the adamant fellows, they push me into such a nasty train until tomorrow morning I have to travel. This is not going to happen. I said this. It was, I was not able to swallow it. I said, next station I'll get down, I'll come back. Next station I wanted to come back. There was no way for me to come out. People, too many people. So many, you cannot come. It's squeezed. It's closed doors. I was not able to come. Then I traveled for about 150-200 kilometers. In the night, somewhere it stopped. <clears throat> and in the railway station, there was no power. You can't see anything. And some people were getting in, some people were getting down. They opened the door. I thought, at least this is an opportunity, let me get out. Mm. So I came out and stood on the platform, nothing to be seen. Which, which platform you are, which station? It was Guntur or so. Okay. Yeah, it was Guntur or so. No electricity, no water on the train, nothing. Middle of the night. I got down, I was standing on the platform. From the next bogey on the door, there was some banging going on. Oh. 
I said, who is banging this door? I opened. There was an old woman trying to come out of that. And she said, help me. My luggage is here on the seat. I can't pull my luggage out. People are not allowing me. I said, oh, you have a seat with some luggage? <laughs> Good. Opportunity. I said, let me keep my luggage there. My bag I put there. I pulled the lady out, gave her luggage. I sat on the seat. And with great difficulty, I reached my dress. My brother-in-law picked me up. Then he put me on another train. I went to Bangalore. Somebody received me there, my brother's friend. He took me to Whitefield. For the first time in my life, I saw a degree college, Swami's ashram, everything there, and I was shocked. Degree college is such a fantastic building because generally private colleges are all conducted in sheds. I see. In tin sheets, sheds. Education was business. So they don't give any facilities to students. Take the money. Simply start college, yes. collect money and do whatever they want. And such a beautiful college. And Saraswati statue on the building on one side, Nataraja statues and all this, this architecture and all that was highly fascinating. Immediately a doubt crossed my mind. This looks to be extraordinarily aristocratic. Yes. I come from the bottom of the society. Definitely there is no chance of getting selected. So you just enjoy your stay here for some time and walk out. <laughs> Look at the scenery. That's uh, you can't do anything. For a man who was so devout, you said you had so much faith in God. It must have been so refreshing to see all the gods yeah. in front of you at a Highly fascinated. I felt extremely happy. At least there is somebody in this country who is giving great importance to a good way of life. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at all this, waiting. Suddenly there was a call. All interview candidates are called to this hall and you keep waiting here. Announcement. Announcement. So we all went and waiting. Bangal Whitefield was flooded with people. Thousands and summer course was going on. Thousands and thousands. There was no place to park a car there on the road. I was wondering who is this Sai Baba so famous. There is no place to park a car, a vehicle on the road. It is so much flooded with all these devotees. People with scarves, seven other scarves running up and down. I don't know why they were running. What is it? So many people running, arranging so many things. Who is giving instructions to them? So I was overhearing. Swami said that. Swami said this. Do this. Do this. Who is this Swami? Simply from somewhere he goes on order. And, and people run back and forth. Back and forth. And you don't even see Swami? <laughs> and how does this happen? I thought, it was really a big puzzle to me and I was totally confused. Then I was waiting, then they called us, we went and sat in the hall. And then they started interview somewhere, department by department. My political science department, they gave me time around 11.30 or 12 o'clock, I was waiting. Meanwhile, uh, courses started in the, the summer, course. Uh, summer course started in the auditorium. A lot of some programs were going on. Mm. Uh, as usual, I just wanted to have my coffee. I was addicted to, even today, I am fond of coffee. And then I have a fag. It's very important have to have a cigarette. Yes. So uh, I looked at the hall around. I don't know anybody. They are all from different places. I introduced myself to one or two guys who said, uh, Swami, to get a job in Swami's college is really a great good fortune and all that. I said, uh, maybe good fortune for you, but it is essential for me to get a job. <laughs> I need the job for money. Oh, for money, yeah. I need, I have to I have to take care of my wife. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I have to beg my, for money father. from my father. Mm -hmm. 
If I want to go to a cinema with my wife, I have to tell my father, Father, I want to take my wife to a Watch cinema, please give me 20 rupees. Mm -hmm. I want to avoid such a situation. Yeah. So I went out, I had a cup of coffee, then uh, I had a fag, I came back. You had a cigarette on the grounds of the Vrindavan campus? On the road. On the road. Not I on see. the campus. Outside there were stalls on the roadside. So see. I went there, I had coffee, I smoked, I came back. Then somebody rushed to me whom I got introduced a while ago, he said, you lost a wonderful opportunity, he said. I said, what opportunity I lost? Bhagavan Baba came here and he looked at all of us, he blessed all of us and uh, he just uh, waved his hand to all of us and he said, I'm happy that you are all here. And then he walked out, we had a special excellent darshan in this room, specially to all of us. While you were having a cigarette and coffee. On the road outside. <laughs> and when this fellow said, I thought in my heart of hearts, useless fellow, I didn't lose anything. <laughs> you see, maybe you think it's an opportunity for you. Nothing is lost for me because I don't know anything about him. <laughs> you preferred the cigarette and coffee over his darshan. That's blessings. It. That's it. Mm. It's, it's like that for anybody. Yes. Not only for me. Anybody who doesn't know anything, you, you don't lose anything when you don't see him. Because you don't know the importance. You don't know the significance of having Bhagavan's darshan actually. And you never knew that he was God. How he was God. What is the story behind all this? I am completely blank. So I said, nothing is lost. Twelve o'clock, suddenly there was an announcement. We were running behind schedule. My interview not uh, over. They said uh, we are running behind schedule because a uh, lot of candidates are being interviewed for English, Hindi, Sanskrit, nice. Mathematics, Physics, Chemistry, Political, all subjects. So they were running behind schedule. Behind schedule. And they said, I was shocked, I tell you, they came and said we are behind schedule for your department, interviews will be in the afternoon. However, Bhagavan Baba arranged lunch for all the candidates in the hostel, so you are invited for lunch by Swami, you can go there and have lunch. For a minute I was broken, I tell you. I said, is there somebody who calls you for interview and then gives you lunch? Where uh, in Andhra Pradesh we go for interviews, they don't care to give you a glass of water also. They don't even bother to know where you are. They don't even give a seat to actually be comfortable there. Here is somebody who invites all the candidates, so many candidates come for lunch. I said something really surprising, fascinating. And we were all escorted by Savadars to hostel. And we were all taken to dining hall in the hostel. It was holiday time for the college. Yes. Not many were there. So students, students were, not there. were all not there. But many devotees and some many students stayed back to attend summer, summer course. course. They were all there. Mm. From different parts of India people came. Mm. Summer course is, an, uh, it is all over India actually yes. people are invited. Great professors, scholars, MLAs, MPs, vice-chancellors, principals. It was a later on I came to know. So that was the scale of uh, summer course in those days. So we were all sitting. They arranged seats on the floor. I said, you fellows, you, sit, you take food sitting on the floor? You don't have tables? I, I thought to myself. How primitive. How primitive you are, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> And then, anyhow, I didn't, I, I didn't want to talk. Hmm. Uh, better you follow whatever they say, yes. don't question. And you are getting a free lunch. Free lunch. <laughs> so I went inside, I sat. They served absolute silence, so much of serenity. Everybody was in white and white, 
excellent, well-mannered, extraordinary culture. Respect, mutual respect for each other. And they don't give instructions warily. Hmm. They gesture to each other. Signals. Signals. Hmm. Bring water, bring food, do that, do this. I said, this is amazing. This is what I was aspiring for from my childhood, actually. I was trying to go to a society where it is serenity, it is calmness, it is quietness, it is the culture of the soul. I, it, my, I was thirsting for it. I was lost in a jungle, which is called actually a society. Yes. So I, I felt myself very comfortable there sitting. Absolute opposite of what you yeah. had been used to. Yeah, exactly. So I was sitting. They served food. And then I was about to get into eating and suddenly said, stop, don't eat. I said, Dara, you, you don't want me to eat. What is this? I said, what is this going on? Then immediately they started, Brahmarpanam, Brahmavihi, Hare, fantastic, much more fascinating, I thought. I am from a Hindu family, Brahmin family. My, father, my grandfather was a Vedic scholar. My father learned Vedas. We go to temples every day. We chant mantra pushpam, everything. I thought it was not made so universal in an institution like this where they pray before eating, which yeah. was our tradition. So you had been used to these mantras being constrained or limited to your community. Yeah. You had not experienced this being chanted by the common public? No. In this way? No. In fact, my village where I live, you know, there was one Vedic scholar who was our Purohita in my family. The priest in the family. The, the priest in the family. Yes. He was a master of one Veda. Full Veda he learned. He was called to Delhi and he was honored by Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru and he presented a gold medal to him. In my village, in my street, it is always Vedic chanting goes on. People sitting outside, they go on chanting Vedas. And from there, I used to feel sad. This is all slowly dying. Yes. And people are not chanting Vedas. Veda chanting itself makes the entire environment pure. That's my belief. So, when I came here and somebody chanted, started Brahmarpanam, you offer the food to Brahman, it becomes prasadam and you take it. This concept was there within me, mm. but I never experienced outside, Amongst in outside others. society. Yes. And I thought, ah, oh, how fortunate these people are to be here. And who makes all these rules and regulations? Who is introducing this kind of system? Who is managing this? Was a fascinating thing to me. Anyhow, I finished my food. I felt extraordinary. I came. Okay, listeners. So next week, we'll hear the final part. Saram to you all.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.